Hello and welcome to Forever Loved, your number one psychic and spiritual podcast where I give you, the listeners, the chance to connect with me personally, but also inviting special guests to discuss spiritual topics, answering your questions and so much more. Do connect with me on Instagram. It is Chris Riley Psychic. I would love to hear from you. Today I'm joined by another incredible, amazing guest and I hope you enjoy this episode. Claire Stone is a best-selling Hay House author, psychic development expert at Spirit and Destiny magazine and founder of a very own award-winning academy, the Angel Mystery School. Claire, welcome. How are you? Hi, Chris. I am super. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. And you, I've been looking forward to it. I really have. And I, um, so I first met you, I think about a year ago, was it? I came to your came to one of your workshops and um so if you haven't already gathered Claire is an angel expert teaches all about the archangels and I know you're going to share with us your your sort of your story but I came along to your workshop and I've always believed in the angels and the archangels of course um but it really was amazing and I love what you share. So first, tell us how, how did you first discover the angels? So from being as young as I can remember, I always had an ability to see and hear angels, spirit guides, even animals. But I was raised a Christian. So my grandparents who I lived with, they didn't like these abilities that I had. And it wasn't just being able to see angels. I could experience things like astral projection. So that's when you go to sleep, your spirit comes out of your body and you are traveling around. And you're flying around the room and all sorts. Yes. It was so funny because I used to think it was amazing. I'd go to bed And then I would come downstairs, I would see what they were doing, if they were making the crackers and cheese and watching the 10 o'clock news. And then the next day I'd be saying, oh, this is what you had for supper. This is what you were watching on the TV. Well, they were petrified. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, they didn't. Do you have anything like that happen now? Yeah, I still do it now. And uh, lucid dreaming, which is where you are awake in your dream, you know that you're dreaming so you can control certain things and um, do really fun stuff on on the astral plane, really. That's wild. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I don't try to do it on purpose. It's something that just happens spontaneously, but you can learn how how to do these kind of dreamy things. And what would you say is your, what's your sort of early, is that your earliest memory? would you say, of having like a, I don't know, psychic experience or? My earliest memories, I I can't say what the first one actually is because if you're born like this, you don't question things that you see. You think everybody's seeing what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. And it was only probably when I was about, maybe about six, that I realised that my cousins didn't actually see these animals that I could see and they were only playing along. And that really surprised me. That's when I noticed, oh, this is weird. Why are this? can't they really see this? Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this where I was freaking out my grandparents, they, they genuinely 
because of the vicar, thought it was devil's work. That's what they called it. Um, they sent me for extra Sunday school lessons. They put me on this course. It was called The Abundant Life. Um, and they just thought basically there was something evil <laughs> um, about me. And, you know, there's a lot of stigma. I'm an early 80s child and there's already stigma around my family because where I'm from back then, if your parents aren't married, you know, if you're born out of wedlock, people already yeah. look down at you. Well, they did then, they don't. Luckily, it's not so much like that now. Um, so there was already this judgment from the church. You'd think that I'd be getting the support from there, really, wouldn't you, and the love, but... Actually, it was it was the other way around. <laughs> um, so that's how it all started. And sadly, I started to become really afraid of spirit because of what right. I was being told. You believe what your family are telling you. Of course you do. And the thing is, I said this, I said this the, other, the, other, the other week on the episode, is when, when you're born, you have your mum and dad, you, you're born with, with the... The belief everything is available to you have your mum and dad and you listen to everything that they tell you yeah and you think that they know everything as well so yeah and it's it's well, funny because it's one one of the questions i was going to ask you is how you know how how was it for you with your family you know having those experiences from that young age which is pretty wild to kind of be going to sleep and like fly, flying around the house <laughs> and all that sort of stuff but um yeah, how? And obviously, you come from a, do you say, Catholic Catholic background. Protestant, yeah, yeah, which isn't Catholic, but Christian, yeah, Christian background, yeah. Um, so when, so you had those, you had those experiences, but when, at kind of what age did you? So I don't know, sort of maybe start to understand what was happening more. Um. So. As I'm getting a little bit older and I tend to sense my spirit guides more powerfully either when I'm just going to sleep, I don't know if it's because my mind is drifting and I'm relaxing yeah. or if I'm just on, on my own and there's no like TV on and distractions, that's when I'm really sensing uh, my guides. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually told them to go away because I became petrified of them and I thought that they were um the devil in disguise yeah you, you thought know they were evil yeah, yeah and but what was even more scary chris was i lost the ability to see to see them but i could still sense them they were still there so i was getting up like loads of times in the night putting the light on because you know that someone is there you can sense it but you can't yeah. see them anymore because i'd switched myself off i asked for it to be switched off and then as I got older, my childhood was really complicated. So I won't go into too much depth. I will be here for five hours. <laughs> um, but too. both my parents were alcoholics and that's why I was being raised by grandparents. And then when I was um, 11, my grandparents gave our house to my mum. So I was now living with my mum and her boyfriend. She had twins who were my gorgeous sisters. Um, but she was a terrible alcoholic. He left. There was lots of domestic violence, lots of trauma. Um, and something interesting, maybe for another podcast, what I've been looking at is um, it's really common for children who have had traumatic 
start in life from the early years to have psychic abilities and to astral project and have all of these mystical experiences it's really really common because I've got goosebumps all over it's some level of I'm not safe here or I can't be here Mm -hmm. so it kind of cracks you open in in a weird way Um, so that's something I'm exploring personally now Um, but life at home when I was 14 I had this terrible agoraphobia I was having panic attacks fight or flight all day I was about six stone wet through because I couldn't eat you know when you constantly feel sick and on edge um life was a real struggle we'd be sat around the oven trying to get warm there was no food it it was hell and then I just I'd literally had enough and I was still praying because you know I've got this religious background and I used to always pray to God or to Jesus, but this one night I had had such enough of life, I really wanted to just end it all. And I was sobbing on my bedroom floor and I was like, is anybody there? Can anybody help me? Someone help me. And How old were you then? 14. 14. I was 14, yeah. And it was Archangel Ariel that appeared. And this was um, physical mediumship. It wasn't in my mind, mental, like I physically seen this angel. And I know this must sound insane, but you know, you you will know that this is true. This angel, now bear in mind, I'm 14 years old. I don't know what anxiety is. I've never heard that word. And back in the 90s, people don't talk about mental health like they do now. So I had no clue what it was. There was no adults in my life. I wasn't attending school. I hadn't been to school for years because I'm running a house. I'm raising two kids. So I, I've i got no adults around me at all. This angel started giving me what I can describe as therapy. She started wow. giving me tasks every night. And my first task was tomorrow, I want you to go to the bus stop. The bus stop was literally over the road from my house. I hadn't been barely anywhere in a couple of years. Like if I had to run the post office for for some electric or some spuds, yeah, I'd have to make myself do it. But I hadn't been anywhere proper. Um, So I did what she said and I went to the bus stop and she built me up and eventually I got on the bus for one stop and ran back as fast as I could. And then eventually I got all the way into the town centre and then I jumped into a black cab and come back. And this is how it went on. And I cured my agoraphobia, 14 years old. It wasn't overnight. I'm not going to, it wasn't this like overnight miracle. It was a process. But that is how I did it. And I knew that this was a miracle because I truly believed that I would never go outside again, ever. I'd actually planned my adult life. I thought if I have some children and get a house, I can be a stay-at-home mum, and I won't have to go outside. I had my whole life mapped out. So the fact that I was free from this phobia without medication, psychiatrists, and whatnot, it was a miracle. And that's when I decided, I thought, if I can heal from this, other people can heal as well. And it inspired me. And I, I trained to become a holistic therapist, and I've always been passionate about helping people to heal. That is what underpins everything I do and that's I feel like I'm really practical with the messages I give from the angels it it's not just messages of comfort it's always practical do this try that because that is what it's all about for me it's about making life the best it can be and feeling as good as you can 
what a story. <laughs> I actually felt a little bit choked then. I did because I I resonate with you a lot and I feel, you know, you, you as you mentioned, your mum and dad were alcoholics, you were brought up by your grandparents and so on. And I resonate with, especially being that age and like 14 years old or so, I mean, I was, I was a bit younger than that. But, and you probably were the same as me, just really kind of laying there and not wanting to be, and it sounds so awful of not wanting to be alive. Yeah. As a child of, of, and I always used to feel like there was something within me that said, come on, keep going, come on. You know, and it was like, I really, I really resonate with you in, in yeah. the sense that of feeling that pain as a child of feeling so alone and I think that that um something else you touched on as well was how and I I really feel the same many of us that have are either born with suffering pain trauma or experience um the worst trauma at a young age do normally become very psychic very in tune very aware very sensitive um yeah I really really um I really resonate with that so when when the angel appeared to you, and I know it probably sounds like feels like a complete blur now because a lot of my experiences do when I think back to when I was like 14, I'm like, I don't know what the hell went on, but when when the angel appeared to you, did you did you do you remember what you saw? Yeah. And I always say to people, because in my book, The Female Archangels, I describe what how I see these angels, but I also make it very clear that an angel, how we see things, it's all through our own lens and an angel will appear to you in a way that you resonate or you feel safe. And this is why I seen Ariel and she reminded me of Ariel out of the Little Mermaid with the flowing yeah. uh, red hair. And and I feel because I was so young, looking back now, I felt like I was grown up, but 14 is really young. And I seen a lot of the angels like Disney characters. Um, yeah, because but it's I, familiar to you. Yeah, and it's safe yeah. and it's kind of connected to some fantasy, some triumph or, you know, they've been victorious in some way. They've gone through all this suffering and then they've got what they wanted in the end. Um, but I feel like that's why the angels appeared to me in that way. And, and also they appeared, I've got this deep resonance with feminine angels, even though angels are androgynous, we, we can get to in a bit. Um, I always seen them as, as female um, well, not always, but a lot of the time. And I think that's because of all the violence I experienced as well, kind yeah. of had this fear of men. Yeah. Um, so showing up exactly as these... the same over here. Another yeah. thing, we're the same, exactly the same. I understand. How, yeah. how many... I was going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say how many archangels are there, but how many sort of main archangels are you aware of? So... If we're talking about the um, the female archangels or the divine feminine angels, which I know, Ariel, Charity, Christine, I've wrote about 11 of those angels 11. in that book, but I now know 13 because we never stop learning. I never stop learning. And I have met a couple of new angels 
since writing the book um, in 2018 when I wrote it, even though it was only published a few years later. But then we've got all the masculine angels, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will be familiar with Archangel Michael, who I call Big Man, because uh, Michael is one of my favourite archangels, as well as Uriel. I love Uriel because he's a fire angel and I'm Sagittarius, and I think that's why I deeply resonate. I was going to ask you what star sign you are. Ah, yeah okay. yes um and i love gabriel well i love all of them but there are um a lot of a lot of archangels some people work with a system of 15 and for every masculine angel name that you will know of like michael there will be a feminine aspect so michael's feminine angel is called faith archangel michael is it really yes we learn something every day. Oh. So, yeah, so when, I think, I don't know, I, I, I think a lot of people, prob- I mean, I don't know, I think people think what I do is crazy. <clears throat> and they probably think, Archangels, what, what's she on about? You're mental, you know, and all this stuff. I know you kind of covered that really through the family and having the religious background and everything. But how is it that you, when you say, when say there's, say Archangel Michael, what would it be that you would sort of, would I say call on an Archangel for something? Yeah, well, I am always mithering my angels, spirit guides, the whole team. (laughs) People always say to me, how do you know so much? I'm like, because I'm always asking. And that's one of the key um, principles, isn't it? Is with angels, they will not intervene. They will not, we have free will. And unless our soul like sends out an SOS and there's a car crash and you get saved, you know, some people have had those experiences, but generally your angels do not intervene unless you ask. Now we all have guardian angels and there are archangels and there's differences between those. So your guardian angel is kind of like your spirit guide, but it's a different vibration. It's like tuning in the radio station or Chris is tuned into the spirit station, Claire's tuned into the angel station. So they're just different frequencies um, that we can tune into. And then the archangels, archangels are different because they are what's called omnipresent. Omnipresent means if there's, 100,000 people calling upon Archangel that's Michael on, at the same that's time. one of my questions for you is how, he, yeah, how can, how can I be calling an angel, an angel that you are? Because yeah. of this omnipresence. Um, like if people believe in a, a divine creator or a source energy or a goddess energy that is in everywhere, in everything. I mean, angels are miracle workers, so we can't fully explain everything that they can do. But your guardian angel is just for you um, and doesn't necessarily work with other people. I mean, if I, say if I had a fallout with you and I wanted to make friends, I might say to my guardian angel, or would you send Chris's guardian angel a message? I'm sorry, I want to resolve this. You know, if I was too scared to do it on my own. Um, your guardian angel can help you with something like that, where the archangels are more. Angels have, archangels have such more powerful energy. And one thing that always made me wonder was, because I teach lots of angel workshops, 
how a lot of people don't know who the guardian angel is. They're they're familiar with archangels, but not the guardian angels. So I was like, guardian angels, like, can you tell me about this? How can people not know their personal guardian, but they know the archangels? And how they explained it to me is because your guardian angel never leaves your side. It's that sense of you don't notice the energy coming and going. Whereas if you call in an omnipresent archangel with all this big, powerful energy, you're more likely to physically feel that energy or sense that energy, you sense that shift. Um, And also because of our, you know, in the West, how we've all been raised, we've put our faith in external sources. um, So it's okay to pray to Jesus or Mother Mary or whoever, but let's not connect to our own guardian angels and do it ourselves because that's wrong. That's the way, um, unfortunately, we we were kind of raised. So that's why people have been unaware of the guardian angel who are patiently there waiting for you to say, come on, guardian angel, prove to me that you exist. I mean, I actually did this live on um, Steph's Pat Lunch TV daytime wow, tv show yeah and we did an experiment and um, one of the guys on there was just like totally trying to not trying to discredit what i was saying but was like really challenging me mm-hmm. and i said right come on then everybody who's watching now let's do an experiment and i did an exercise where they closed their eyes they connected with the guardian angel and then i said right i want you to ask your guardian angel to leave you some evidence within the next week to prove that they exist but don't make it easy you you don't want a penny or a white feather it's got to be something like a peacock feather or a purple feather something that you're not gonna just get so it really grabs your attention and really proves that you do have a guardian angel well i got out the studio and my phone was blowing up before the show had even finished people were manifesting someone oh i asked for an orange mini and then one drove past me and (laughs) it was like endless um but angels are miracle workers and it's okay to say because it's good to use discernment, isn't it? It's good Mm -hmm. to do that. But you can say, come on, Angel, if you really are there, prove it to me. Can you show me this in the next week? But don't choose a million pounds because that's a bit... (laughs) That's a bit... uh, A prince on a horse uh, coming down the street (laughs) in uh, golden armour. That's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And guardian angels, do you feel that they are sort of assigned to you before you're born or do you feel that that's one question two questions is do you feel that it's kind of a mutual do you think you agree like a guardian angel before you're born yeah I believe that before you are born um you have like a soul contract with a guardian angel and that guardian angel they're learning something as well in some way whether it's serving the divine or understanding life because life is just all about experience isn't it that's what it is we just keep growing through experience so I truly believe that but I think it's the same with spirit guides so the way I perceive spirit guides is I call the main one gatekeeper guide that's just something that 
I've learned, I don't know where from, but I know yeah. that we also have helper guides. So we'll have guides that will come in and help for a bit and then they're off. Like, have you had that where you've had some guides you're working with and then they just kind of disappear and then someone else is there? But the main one tends to be around always. Yeah. And that's how I see I a guardian find, angel. Yeah, yeah, I find I don't really see anybody unless I think about it. So I have, like, now you're talking, I can see them now, but I don't see them unless I think. Like, are you there? Yeah. When I was young, I used to have this guy called Dorothy, and I knew she was called Dorothy, and I used to see her very clearly, very vividly, like I'm looking at you. Um, and I occasionally, occasionally will see her or will hear her. But I also see this guy called John, who, and I see him very vividly as well. But I have to think about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I know that I'm not... I know that I'm not creating that through my mind. I know that they are there, but it's like I'm just just almost, I suppose, call it like raise your vibration, I suppose. But I'm just almost like tuning to them in my mind a little bit. And then I can feel that they're there more so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that something, and you probably have a very normal life, like I, like, we, but, you know, like I think there's this, there's this, you know, probably conception of people that are psychic, you know what you do psychic and in tune with the angels and, and teaching it but I think people think that we probably don't have a normal life like we really <laughs> do do you know what I mean yeah 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 it's school like run things coming through to you 24 7 or like things you've got to share and stuff but is there how do you feel a different question here but how do you feel with kind of um and I don't know if I'm going to word it properly but like when you when you connect with the angels, what is your sort of thoughts and feelings about the world right now? Oh, or is well. there any kind of sort of thoughts that you've had on like the 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 how can I say? Yeah, I suppose I suppose yeah, the thought thoughts on the world right now and where we are kind of collectively. That's what I want to say. The way I am very, very normal, but I am very woo-woo as well. Mm. And um, my what I've not told you is my background is martial arts. I had a spiritual teacher, a sensei, who taught me Aikido for over 20 years. Wow. Um, and that really developed um, my understanding of what you might call spiritual principles or spiritual laws, so about karma and energy and... Mm or all of that um but i th so i do believe in some kind of light and dark polarity that's playing out on planet earth and i know a lot of light workers don't like to believe that but i do think that we are having a back as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. ...with the forces of darkness, because look at what is going on in the world. How can this just be all a loving experience when so many people are suffering? Um, I don't know why we're having this battle of light and dark, but I think that what the angels want to help us to do Oh, they're saying, actually, I do know. <laughs> oh, sorry. So there's something really in-depth where I won't get on my soapbox and talk about, but it's a scientific thing that anyone can look at if they want to, and it's called the procession of the equinox, okay? okay. And it is a cycle of the planet, and it's about the shifts. In, um, the, the It's a polarised shift, and it's when we shift through the ages of... Um, Aquarius, Pisces. So we have just left um, a cycle where we were in the age of Pisces and people prophesied that as a time when we needed a guru. And, you know, that's why Jesus is the symbol of the fish because he's linked. he was in the age of Pisces. We're now shifting. The planet is, on, is having a wobble and we're shifting into the what's called the age of Aquarius. Um, and people who are into spiritual stuff that they they will know that this time that we're living in where people are waking up spiritually, it's been prophesied that we are the people who are going to come together and I don't know if it's a fantasy, but attain spiritual enlightenment, but we're going to evolve, have this leap in in consciousness. Uh, So that's why there's a lot of darkness kind of metaphorically and physically attacking the world because they don't want us to rise into like these beings of, of who, who we can be our full potential. Mm. I don't know if that's a bit too much. No, you can be too much. Go for it. A skeptic would say, um, well, if there's angels, why, why is there pain in the world? Or why, if there's an angel, why am I sick? Because we need to experience the polarization. So if we were, if the sun was shining all day long, how could you ever say that you've experienced the the sun? Because you've not experienced the night. So you don't truly know what the sun is. Does that make sense? And I know it's hardcore. I've gone through some hardcore stuff myself. It's not nice, but... The truth is, what can we learn from it? We we are lucky to be here. We are lucky to be alive, to be expressing, to be creative, to live this life the way we want to live it. Um, and, you know, when we've been through the hard times, God, I cherish my kids and husband because I know how amazing they are because I didn't have anyone before them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every night when I sit and eat my tea every night, I give thanks for that food because I know what it's like to go to bed not eating anything. Yeah? So there's great joy and appreciation of life that I experience because of that darkness. Now, I can't speak for... Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I think that the advice is we can't control what's happening, 
in the world. We can't, but we can control how we feel about it and what we do with it. So Archangel Michael would say, detach from the situation. You can pray, you can make donations, you can light candles. But if we just go out in the world and we're ranting off and making it a darker place, we're not contributing in a positive way. No. It's like the darkness is winning even more. So we've got to keep shining our little lights, being as good as we can, even though life is tough. Keep being the best we can be, helping other people to put a smile on the face. God, I was in Costa Coffee um, a couple of years ago and it was one of the worst days of my life. And the manager in there was so nice to me, so kind, this guy, that I burst into tears when I left the shop because his kindness just touched me on such a level. And I thought, wow, people un can underestimate the power of kindness. Mm -hmm. You can totally transform mm -hmm. and heal something in that moment for someone by just such a simple, simple act. Mm -hmm. But I think if you are naturally a kind person, you are kind without even having to question it or think about it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like I saw, I saw uh, um, uh, someone I know of had a, put a fundraiser up the other day for a, dis a disabled boy who's disabled for Christmas. I, I don't know the boy, but I sent £100. And that's just, that's my instinct. As soon as I saw it was to send money because yeah. I'm kind, because I'm caring. Yeah. But unfortunately, not everyone is wired like that. Not no. everyone is wired like that. Not everyone is has that. So with just going back to Archangel Michael, um, and I know, am I right in saying he's the angel of protection? Yes. Yeah. What, something before we, before we spoke, and I knew I was going to talk to you, and it's just something that was on my mind for some reason. I don't know what reason it was, but talking about... Um, Things like releasing, so releasing something in your life that doesn't serve you or perhaps, um, and I find, I'm finding this quite a lot at the moment within um, readings as well, actually, is a lot of people are releasing and letting go. And I've been there recently and done that as well. Releasing and letting go of things that no longer serve us, whether that is a, a situation, a person, um, an object, a home, whatever it is, um, what angel would you call on for that? Archangel Michael is the classic angel for cutting psychic cords because that's how, that's how we perceive it. If someone is hung up on something, they can't let go of something, the energy is being drained by that person or that that past memory. So we imagine these um, cords, which are invisible, but you imagine them in your mind. And Archangel Michael is shown with his sword and his shield. And um, one, one thing about Archangel Michael that I love is in mythology, they say that his sword is made out of the crystal blue kyanite. So if we've got any Big Archangel Michael fans, I know you will be loving that. So oh. get yourself a blue kyanite um, crystal mm -hmm. to, to connect with Michael. Um, but you don't need absolutely anything to do cord cutting and letting go. You can literally call Michael in and ask him to use his sword and imagine it cutting um, 
cutting through these cords and then imagining them dissolving. Or you can imagine like um, an, another one with Angel Murray. Murray is the, she's the queen of angels. It's not the same, she's not the same as Mother Murray, she's different, but she's the, like the angel of water. And before now, she's got like a big golden chalice of, of etheric water, water energy, which is very, very cleansing and just poured it over my head and it's as if I felt like I'm at this spiritual wash you know what I mean um like you could if someone wants to let go of something you could literally get in your shower and set that intention I'm ready to let go of this I'm releasing it how good do you feel when you get out the shower no matter how bad a day you've had get out the shower and you can literally feel that that energy has been cleansed but Michael is is the big one and if you're going through tough times maybe someone at work is giving you grief um you can I imagine Michael's shield in every direction so I do shall I share my morning ritual practice yes. with you yeah um so Mr Stone gets up for his gym session at half past five and then he grabs us, uh, the petrol station has got a Starbucks machine in it. So <laughs> why he goes for the cappuccinos, I will, while I'm still in bed, I'll do my meditation. I all, the first thing I say is um, I ask the light of the divine to descend upon me. And this is usually the sun's not even up at this time of year. But I'm imagining the energy of the sun just piercing through my mind. And that is me reminding myself that I am connected to the divine. I am love. Everything that I need, I can connect to it in an instant. So the light of the divine descend upon me. So that's the first thing I say. I say it three times because I'm a bit of a witchy girl as well, you know, power of three. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I will ask Archangel Michael, and there is a traditional prayer, which I can quickly go through if you want to, but I've got my own prayer that I wrote as well. So the traditional one is Lord Michael before, Lord Michael behind, Lord Michael to the right, Lord Michael to the left, Lord Michael above, Lord Michael below, Lord Michael, Lord Michael, wherever I go. So you can say that invocation and you can imagine his big shield or a white cross or whatever symbols you like for protection. Um, I'm looking at my lucky horse shoe uh, in my reflection now, it can be whatever you resonate with in every direction as you say that. But the one that I wrote myself is, um, under your wings I stand, protected by divine command. In every direction shield me. In your light and love, please seal me. So be it. Love that. Where did that come from? It just came through me. I write a lot of stuff and I look back at it later and I think, who actually wrote that? <laughs> so you've got your book, The Female Archangels, and I know that it's been very successful. Do you know what I forgot to tell you as well? You gave me a copy and the dog ate it. <laughs> Literally, you signed me a copy and the dog ate it. But anyway... um, and I know that you're working on another book, aren't you? Yes, my new book is called The Tarot Cheat Formula, Discover Your Destiny in Three Easy Steps. And it's basically for anybody who doesn't know how to read tarot, all they need is a deck of cards and that book. 
and you can interpret your readings in a nutshell. Amazing. Do you know what? I think it's quite a lot of these books. I've never really read like the tarot books because they're complicated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm a very visual person. So I always, with tarot cards or cards of any kind, the more visual they are, they are the better that I am. If they're designed quite basic, um, then I then I don't get as much off of it. But if it's, yeah. if it's very if it's visual, then I find it much more easier to um, to to connect with. And I was just writing about this actually, and especially when um, I mean, I first found my I think I was about. 13 when I first got tarot cards very similar to you you was really young as well right yeah yeah and um I was reading on your website anyway before before we spoke but it's um at at that age we were both very similar in the way at that age I was reading tarot cards and watching psychics online videos and stuff um and the other kids was out uh, doing all sorts of things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think with the tarot cards, it's a really, and I've had this question pop up before actually, and I'll answer it now, we'll answer it now. It's a very, very personal thing, isn't it? There's a superstition of someone should gift you your cards, which I don't believe in at all. I don't know about you. Yeah. I don't believe in, no. in that either. No, no, I don't. I don't. I've got, I'm looking at about 10 here on the table and I've bought every single one or been sent them, but I just, and I think it's a very personal thing. And I think you'd probably find the same with another question going back to the angels, um, is that connection with the angels that we all have, that we all can have, could I say, I suppose is very unique to each person. So when you talk about Archangel Michael with his sword and his shield and everything else, I was going to say to you, but what if I don't see a sword and a shield? Yeah. Do you know? So, yeah, well, they're just symbolic. And it's symbolic because the subconscious mind loves images. And if we think of a shield, we think protection. We think yeah. of a sword, we think cutting away. Yeah. So the... Artwork is symbolic, and and that's what that is evoking within within us. Um, but you know, in truth, angels don't have skin; they don't have bodies and look like us. They can do that for us, so that we can receive them and feel safe. We I've seen an angel before now, which was just kind of like a, a tunnel of light with no form at all. So. No one's ever wrong in how they experience an angel. Some people cannot visualize anything at all. Some people sense things. They'll feel a, a, sen a nice loving sensation come over them. Some people will just know things or they'll be able to write things down. They don't know how. Some people hear a voice. We all have different ways of receiving and interpreting this energy, but I truly believe that absolutely everyone can do it and I've never met anyone yet that has not had some kind of an experience at least trying to connect with an angel even skeptics have been a little bit blown away not that they've sensed oh I've just seen it it worked but they've definitely felt something and they've kind they of been like oh that was say. weird yeah but they don't <laughs> yeah. want to say really like what they actually just saw and it's kind yeah. of probably blowing mind yeah yes Absolutely. yes 
is there um for someone that's never never sort of wanted never never has sort of meditated to connect with the angels or invite them into their life and around them being aware of them what would you recommend do you have a meditation or a visualization that you would that you would share yeah yeah so shall we do the um the one that i did on tv so that people can connect to the guardian angel because i think your guardian angel is a really good place to start with um and archangel michael's piping in as well now because one thing that i'm just adding into the mix of things is you've probably come across this a lot of people are scared of spirit but not necessarily scared of angels so that's why because that's what happened to me I pushed all my guides away. I mean, I'm not scared of them now. Um, I could, I communicate again with them now. But when I was a teenager, it was like, go away. I don't want to talk to you. But I was never afraid to work with. And it was working with angels that got me back connected with my spirit guide that gave me the confidence to communicate with my guides through the angels. So I feel like I'm bridging something in a way with angels so that we can, because we have a whole team of different spiritual guides, don't we? We all have our different animals and um, some people even connect with aliens. You know, we we all have a, a team of guide, ancestral guides, relations, um, past life connections, the whole um, shebang. But yeah, so if uh, the listeners want to just sit in a comfortable position, obviously, if you're driving, um, replay this later and just gently close down your eyes and take a lovely deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Just feel yourself starting to relax and just know that you are here listening to this for a reason your guardian angel is really reaching out that's why you're you're hearing this message today but your angel really needs your permission to help you in your life your angel can give you more confidence can help you to line up opportunities open doors mend relationships bring you physical healing direct you to the right curers so your guardian angel can really, really help and you and wants to be your best friend. So while you're feeling so relaxed, focusing on that breath, we'll call in Archangel Michael. So imagine in every direction, as I say the invocation, what you regard as a holy symbol, just upon the energy around you, around your body. So it might be a cross or an om sign. Lord Michael before, Lord Michael behind, Lord Michael to the right, Lord Michael to the left, Lord Michael above, Lord Michael below, Lord Michael, Lord Michael, wherever I go. And if you're a visual person, just imagine or intend this beautiful deep blue light just cascading down over the top of your head and this wonderful healing angelic light is wrapping you up in this safety, this nourishing energy and just feel this energy 
rushing down the back of your neck and your muscles are all relaxing. It's like you're having a lovely warm massage as you relax and receive this coat of energy from Archangel Michael. And now let this energy glisten out as if you're sat in a wonderful etheric ball of light with this lovely blue sparkly light glistening all around you, keeping all of your energy safe. You know that you are totally safe and loved in your energy bubble. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for wrapping your wings of light around every person listening to this. We invite your protective healing energy to bless us, our homes and our loved ones. And Archangel Michael is giving you this lovely blessing now and he is asking if there is something that you would like to release, if there's something troubling you in your life. And just think of that for one second and then just imagine that you are holding that problem in your hands and just offer it out to Archangel Michael. Imagine you're throwing it away, you're releasing it, you're offering it up. Give your problems to Archangel Michael and trust that healing solutions, everything that you need is on its way to you now and so it is. And you just sense this beautiful wave of love washing over you. You're feeling at peace, knowing that you are never alone. You are always guided and supported. And you feel this lovely, warm sensation behind you. And you realize that your personal guardian angel has been stood there the whole time guarding you, loving you. And if it feels good, just imagine your angel's beautiful wings just gently pressing onto that gorgeous orb of energy surrounding you. And feel free to take a good look at your angel. Does it seem like a male or female? Are there any particular colours that are standing out? Receive, receiving the messages from your divine guardian angel. And in your mind, I want you to set an intention and you can say, guardian angel, if you could please prove that you are here for me, you are guiding and loving and protecting me, I would like you to bring a physical item into the world in the next seven days and you choose what that is. Choose something now that you want to see in the physical world in the next week that will prove that your guardian angel is listening to your prayers. And your angel now sweeps in front of you with their hands cupped around yours, hands of light, and you open your hands and inside is a small gift from your angel. And your angel is saying that you will work out symbolically what this gift means for you. 
Taking a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, feeling relaxed, feeling calm. Give thanks to Archangel Michael in your mind and your guardian angel who will not leave your side. And when you open your eyes, you're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel better than you did before. Deep breath in and open your eyes. <sighs> that was amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I feel emotional. I feel... It's funny because I felt emotional right on and off the whole time that we spoke. And I think like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I just think it might be because of what you do and like this, I don't know, this angel energy that's, I don't know, I feel emotional. I don't know about anyone else. Um, but yeah, wow. Listen, I I would love, and I know that Claire would love to hear how that was for you. Um, so please get in touch. Um, Claire, what's your Instagram? It's Claire Stone UK, C-L-A-I-R-E-S-T-O-N-E, UK. Claire Stone UK. Please yeah. leave a message, pop a comment, and let Claire know, more importantly, how you found that. And Claire, if anyone wants to, I know you've got your I didn't get to ask you too much about, to ask you about the school that you run, but anyone that wants to sort of learn more, um, maybe enjoyed that and wants to, have you got meditations on your website or anywhere that you would guide anybody to? That... Yeah, I've got a professional meditation album that you can buy um, on Amazon or Hay House. It's called Meditation with the Female Archangels. Um, but also I've got loads of free content on my YouTube channel. So if you, you know, you want a new moon meditation, a healing angel meditation, just you can head to YouTube and there's loads of free stuff. I always do loads of free stuff on um, Facebook as well. My Facebook, there's a lot going on there. I've got an email list, I send out emails every um, and what was What was your website? Moon. What was your website? It, it's www clearstone.co.uk uh, if you find any of my channels you'll find the links to everything and um, there's loads of healing rituals and just loads of healing stuff for anyone who's interested perfect so www.clearstone.co.uk or find her on instagram clearstoneuk is that right that's the perfect. one Claire, thank you thank you so very much speak to you soon Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you drop me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. It is Chris Riley Psychic and I will leave the link in the description below. Also, I would absolutely love if you could take the time to leave a review and five stars would be greatly appreciated. I'll see you in the next episode. And also make sure that you follow the podcast wherever you're listening and I'll see you next time. Take care. See you soon.